Thanks for joining me on Jesus and Books. I'm Jason Comley. In this episode, I'll be talking about the book Finding Jesus in the Old Testament by David Limbaugh. You may know the book by the original title, The Emos Code, but it was changed to Finding Jesus in the Old Testament because I think it's a clearer title. The original title, The Emos Code, was inspired by the passage in Luke 24, 13-32. I'm going to read that because it'll set up this episode and it also supports the premise of Limbaugh's book. So a little bit of context here before I read the passage. These are two disciples of Christ who are walking down a road to Amos which is a village close to Jerusalem. This is after Christ has been crucified. Starting at verse 13, And behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Amos, which was from Jerusalem, about threescore furlongs. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were holden that they should not know him. And he said unto them, What manner of communications are these that ye have one with another, as ye walk, and are sad? And one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answering said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem, and hast not known the things which have come to pass there in these days? And he said unto them, What things? And they said unto him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet mighty indeed and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And beside of all this, today is the third day since these things were done. Yea, and a certain woman also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulchre. And when they found not his body, they came, saying that they had also seen a vision of angels, which said that he was alive. And certain of them, which were with us, went to the sepulchre, and found it even so as the women had said. But him they saw not. And he said unto them, O fools, and slow of heart to believe all the prophets have spoken, ought not Christ to have suffered these things, and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And they drew nigh unto the village, whither they went. And he made as though he would have gone further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it, and break and gave it to them and their eyes were opened and they knew him and he vanished out of their sight and they said one to another did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened to us the scriptures so we see in this scripture in verse 25 to 27 that Jesus reminds these disciples that since the beginning at Moses and all the prophets Christ was prophesied. And I think David Limbaugh does a beautiful job of showing us that. 
Jesus is in fact in every page of the Old Testament. However, we may not first recognize him on first pass of the Old Testament. Like we read in verse 16, but their eyes were holden that they sh should not know him. However, when Jesus explains the scriptures and all the prophecies, they recognize him. Now it's interesting, and this is going to be what I'm going to focus on for this episode, Jesus was able to prevent these disciples from recognizing him. And we see examples of that, how Christ is able to put a fog over people or disguise himself, as uh, discussed in episode 13, God is a God of surprises. An example that comes to mind is when Jesus walks through the walls in John 20, 19 to 20. The doors are shut and locked, and all of a sudden Jesus appears in the midst. Now, maybe he walked through walls, but it doesn't actually say that. could just be that he confused their understanding. Now, there's a bunch of examples of that. I find that very interesting. In Luke 4, Jesus declares his Messiahship when he reads a passage from Isaiah, and Jewish leaders get so angry that they grab him and drag him to the edge of a cliff, and they're about to throw him off. But then in Luke 4.30, Jesus just passed through their midst, unharmed and untouched. There's that bit of confusion there. They're just ready to throw him over the cliff, and then all of a sudden he's walking right through them. Limbaugh talks about how many names are applied to Jesus in the Old Testament, including Jehovah, Elohim, Adonai, Son of God, the First Begotten, and the Angel of Jehovah, or the Angel of the Lord. I want to pause on that. The Angel of Jehovah, or the Angel of the Lord, those are the names of Jesus Christ. So when you read in the Old Testament of an angel of the Lord appearing, that is in fact Jesus Christ himself. Now Limbaugh tells us this is what's called a Christophany. So when Christ makes an appearance in the form of a human being, that's a Christophany. It's not a vision or a dream, but it's Christ appearing in his pre-incarnate state before he was born into a mortal body in the New Testament. Now, an example that may come to mind immediately is when Jacob wrestles with an angel all night and then he's given a, the new name Israel. That angel was Jesus Christ himself. Now, I'm going to borrow from another book, How to Read the Bible by James James Kugel, he goes into these unrecognized angels who are in fact Jesus Christ and how there's a pattern of confusion before recognition. I'll take two examples that Kugel had in his book. The first example is Joshua 5, 13 to 15. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man over against him 
with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, Nay, but as the captain of the host of the Lord am I now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? So Jericho lifts up his eyes. He looks up. All of a sudden he sees a man over him with his sword drawn. Like I said in that previous episode, the Lord is a God of surprises. He loves to surprise us. And Joshua says to him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? So he doesn't, he's bewildered. Doesn't know what to say, but he says, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? And then uh, he recognizes that it's the Lord. Another example is Genesis 18 and 15. This is Abraham when they will be told that they're going to have him and Sarah are going to have a son, Isaac. Now verse 1, And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. And he lift up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from his tent door, and bowed himself toward the ground, and said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away. I pray thee from thy servant, let a little water, I pray you, be fetched, and wash your feet, and rest yourselves under the tree. And I will fetch a morsel of bread, and comfort ye your hearts, after ye shall pass on, for therefore ye come to your servant. And they said, So do as thou hast said. And Abraham hastened into the tent of Sarah, and said, Make ready, quickly, three measures of fine meal, knead it, and make cakes upon the hearth. And Abraham ran unto the herd, and fetched a calf tender and good, and gave it unto a young man, and he hasted to dress it. And he took butter and milk, and the calf which he had dressed, and he set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree, and they did eat. And they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold, in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door, which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed I will return unto thee, according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Then Sarah denied, saying, I laughed not, for she was afraid. So we see in those scriptures, again, there's this sudden appearance of these three men. Abraham looks up, and there appears three men. It's kind of strange, because when he asks if they would like to rest and have a little water, they reply tersely, so do, as thou hast said. So Abraham goes and he makes all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, it's the Lord 
saying unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh? So there's that confusion there where Abraham sees three men and then all of a sudden he realized that he's talking to the Lord. And Sarah, of course, is terrified because she just thought something. She laughed within herself, but the Lord knew and called her out. I think Finding Jesus in the Old Testament is a wonderful book. It's exhaustive. I only chose one thing, but he really covers so much ground in his book. You may also enjoy How to Read the Bible by James Kugel. I reference that as well. I'll put a link to the show notes. I hope you enjoyed this episode and will join me again on Jesus and Books. Thanks for listening. God bless. Music